The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network The Bob Seska Show Presented by BubbleGenius.com From our nation's capital It is Thursday, September 13, 2018 And this is The Bob Seska Show Presented by BubbleGenius.com I am Bob Hello, Bob Hello Coming up on today's show The great Jody Hamilton From the Stephanie Miller Show And the From the Bunker Podcast Is right here Okay, so Donald Trump topped himself on the destructively vile front. I, I didn't think he could do it, but he's done it. It's today, and he's done it. This is a big one, too. We'll also have a couple more stories from the best-selling Bob Woodward book today. These will make your hair turn white, so <laughs> stand by for stress and awfulness. And the George W. Bush rehab effort is officially over. We'll dig into exactly why that is. And if the Twitter toddler in the White House has you completely stressed out, head on over to Bubble Genius and pick up their exclusive Republican voodoo doll featuring the face and body of our cartoon dictator. This item is only available for a limited time, so get yours now. By the way, it cannot be used as a flotation device. Only $25 at BubbleGenius.com, with a third of the proceeds going to support the campaigns of resistance candidates across the country. Plus... If you use our promo code BOBC at checkout, you'll get 15% off your entire order only at BubbleGenius.com. And now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Lane? Shelly. I'm sorry I started. You were too late. Well, not too late, I hope. A minute or two? When you were tied up with anything? No, sorry, I'm just late. If I ordered you the porterhouse. Oh, no, I don't eat meat. I'll just have the penny. Put your shit down. Oh, you should really am. Mm. Try the steak care. Ask no, thank Hugo you. to burn no, it on no, the no. outside. Thanks, that's all right. I, I really don't eat meat. I'll just go ahead with the penny. Spicy? Yes, please. Good, thanks. Let the big talk begin. Have you seen this? My file on you, Senator. Mm-hmm. How did you get it? Have you read it? What do you have to say for yourself? With all due respect, I'm Senator. It doesn't matter what I have to say for myself. No, oh, it doesn't. Well, it seems to me, Mr. Chairman, that all you can claim about me, claim, is that I had sex while... Deviant sex. Oh, who deviant? Who says it was deviant? I do. And what I say, the American people will believe. And you know why? Because I'll have a very big microphone in front of me. Bob Seska! If you vote for me, all of your wildest dreams will come true. The Bob Seska Show! (laughs) Yeah, I could watch an entire movie of Gary Oldman eating steak. Just that, uh... That squishy mouth noise <laughs> right up into the microphone. Oh, yeah. O- only Gary Oldman can get away with doing this for uh, for five minutes. <laughs> Would you like a porterhouse? <laughs> In that scene. Oh, hey, look, it's uh, TV's Jody Hamilton sitting right up TV's there. Jody Hamilton. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, it is the Trump Crisis Day 602, 53 days until the 2018 midterms and possibly the end of American democracy, unless you 
vote. And if, I swear to God, if you don't vote, I am going to dispatch Malcolm Nance and he's going to come to your house and he's going <laughs> to kick the shit out of you. Yes, I, he will. I'm just saying, just just a bit of a friendly warning from me to you. Okay, uh, Jody, I'm going to be at the uh, s- uh, Sexy Liberal DC show on September 22nd, okay? In your thong, in your lovely crocheted thong. My I'm looking forward to thong. that. crocheted thong, and I'm, I'm not sure that one that uh, you posted on Twitter is big enough, so I just I hope... <laughs> Just joking. God damn it. The uh, the penis section of that thong goes all the way down to your knees. I don't know who's going to fill that one out. But by the way, make sure to go to sexyliberal.com and get your tickets there. Daryl Hammond, Malcolm Nance, Carl Frisch, the lovely and talented Charlie Pierce, uh, John Fugelsang, and of course, Mama herself will be there, Stephanie Miller. And, and I'm going to be there, too. I'm going to try not to uh, get in everybody's way backstage. But uh, <laughs> I'll see I'll see about the thong. I'm not sure whether or not that's going to be a, a thing. No, I mean, because- you and Carl, you're going to have matching thongs, and it's going to look great. Yeah, it started as a joke, Jody, and now it's beginning <laughs> to take on this mythical status where, oh, my God, if I don't show up in the goddamn thong that... <laughs> Then okay. By the way, uh, it's a funny as fuck week on interviews from Earth One. Just want to let you know, I talked to the hilarious Frangela duo on Monday. Speaking of the Stephanie Miller show, and I laughed so hard I flummoxed my headphones, yanked them clean out of the board, (laughs) and just a big, big burst of uh, of feedback. And it was just like interrupted everything. It was a big disaster. Then I chatted with uh, comedian Jen Kirkman yesterday. She revealed a weight loss life hack right at the beginning of the conversation. So you want to listen for that. And we talked about, God, Norm MacDonald, Louis C.K., Netflix's apparent sexism. She is easily one of the funniest and definitely one of the most underrated comics working today. So make sure to listen to our uh, to that podcast for our interview uh, with Jen Kirkman and also Frangela this week. Free. It's free on our Patreon page. And by the way, please consider supporting our bonus content while you're there. Thank you for doing that in advance. Okay. Where do we, where do we start here, Jody Hamilton? Um, you know, I thought we would start with Bob Woodward's book a little bit more because there are new oh, that was so last week. Yeah, it was definitely so last week. And, and here's the thing. I ordered that book and I was hoping to have it by Saturday. And then I go, go to Amazon.com and look at my, uh, my tracking notifications on, uh, on the order page. And it shows that I'm not going to get that damn book until October. Because it oh, is, I'm, I'm getting mine on Tuesday, so I'm I'm doing better than you. Well, how is that possible? Are you going to a store like an actual brick and mortar store? Are you ordering it online? No, how are you I ordered doing? it on I ordered it on Amazon. Um, but I probably, I don't know. I'm a Prime member. Um, I ordered it on when did I order it? Last week, sometime. Yeah. Um, so I pre-ordered it. So oh, okay. I guess so maybe whatever why. line you were in for ordering would depend on when you did it. So I pre-ordered it a week before it came out. And like an idiot, I ordered mine on uh, Tuesday, <laughs> on the day it came out, which is why there I'm not go. getting it for a while. It's it's yeah. just been so sold out. They they don't just they don't have any copies left over. Uh, Can you get it on your Kindle? Uh, well, you know, I don't have a Kindle, and you know, wow. but I was thinking about getting the audiobook version and just listening to it. Uh, That's but I'm not, not sure. Bad idea. Yeah, who reads it? Who, do you know who reads the audiobook? Because like Stephanie Miller, Stephanie Miller's been talking about how uh, she's got the audiobook version. Is it is it Bob Woodward reading the the book? I don't know. I'd like it to be uh, what's his face who did the uh, poem for the cunt punt thing. What was his <laughs> name, Michael? <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't know. Remember him uh, when that sorority girl wanted, she sent out those emails because her sorority was really lame and she sent out these emails that she wanted to cunt punch 
her oh my sisters. God. Wow. Michael Hannon. Michael Shannon. Michael, oh, Michael Shannon. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he read the emails in a dramatic way. Uh-huh. It was the most brilliant dramatic reading <laughs> of the dumbest emails ever. Yeah. I think Michael Shannon should do it because he's kind of scary sounding when he wants to be. Yeah. Well, if it or was... Or Keith Morrison from Dateline, who is going to do my You Googly. Well, if it's Bob Woodward actually doing the reading of his own book, then it's going to take like an hour and a half for him to get through the word secretary. Because it's like <laughs> every syllable, Bob Woodward really pauses on every goddamn syllable of every <laughs> single word. So, you know, thank God uh, uh, Shalakashvili isn't in the news anymore. Or Bosnia Herzegovina. <laughs> because, you know, <laughs> if that was the case, take uh, Bob Woodward half an hour to get through each one of those words. I'm not, I'm not saying there's something wrong with the way Bob Woodward talks. I'm just saying. There's something wrong with the way Bob Woodward talks. That's that's all. Well, I also pre-ordered Stormy Daniels' book. What is the name? I keep forgetting what the name of that book is. Something uh, intriguing, I'm something, sure. Yeah, I forget what it's called, but I ordered her audio version of it um, on CD, of all things. Yeah. Uh, so I'm looking forward to listening to the dulcet tones of Stephanie. Who's reading that book? Is it? I think she is. Stephanie Clifford, I assume. Oh, great. She's when you said it. Stephanie, I was like, oh, Stephanie Miller, Miller? was hired yes, to read. Yes, that would be better. That would be awesome, actually. Stephanie Miller reading the Stormy Daniels book out loud. I think See, that would be fantastic. I'm just throwing that out there now as an idea. I think that's I uh, think- <laughs> that's maybe something well, I think a lot of us would purchase. I know what I would. I'll do for uh, what I'll do for you, Bob, is I'll start reading Bob Woodward's book and start recording it for you. Okay, great idea. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for doing that. Well, you know. Trump is just so defiantly ignorant, and we're getting yeah. more and more illustrations of that. Um, you know, what makes this all worse, Jody, is 60 million Americans are just like Donald Trump. And this story about how Gary Cohn was briefing him on the World Trade Organization, and Donald Trump just didn't want to hear it. Gary Cohn, who's Trump's own handpicked economic advisor, is explaining to him in this teaching session because Donald Trump doesn't know anything. And so his advisors are trying to, you know, help him learn things about, you know, things that are important to the presidency. Mm -hmm. And Donald Trump just is refusing to hear anything about the World Trade Organization. He says that this is the worst organization in the world right now, is what he said. And then uh, Trump added that we always lose our cases in front of the WTO. The United States always loses its cases. Always, always, always. And then, of course, Gary Cohn is, presents Trump with uh, data showing that the United States, in fact, won 85.7% of the cases it brought before the organization. And Trump just simply rejects the data. Right. He simply right. says, he, he says, no, 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 that's not true. And the people are saying, look, call the United States trade representative, your guy, and he will confirm this. Like, Gary Cohn's like, just call your trade representative. He'll tell you that it's true. And Trump's like, no, I don't want to hear it. Not true, not true, not true. Not, 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 not listening, not yeah. listening. He goes, he literally said, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to call him. I don't want to deal with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to. I mean, he's just throwing, just throwing a tantrum. It's like this clip. It's where he goes full Hitler. Nine, nine, nine. It's like nine, nine, nine. <laughs> don't want to hear it. Nine, 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 nine. I don't want to hear any of this. Let's, let's, in fact, let's play both of them together. What, what, what buttons are these? Nine, 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 nine. That's literally that perfect. Yeah, that's literally Trump and Hitler at the same time. Uh, wow. is, try that again. Of course, Hitler has more nines in there, but you get the right. idea. 
But that's it. I mean, literally Trump. I mean, Gary Cohn's trying to teach him things about how, you know, the world works. And Trump's just like, nine, nine, nine. nine. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. La, 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 la. He's just, he doesn't want to learn anything that he no. doesn't fit in his parameters of his little brain. Right, right. And, and how dare you question his intellect or his knowledge of anything because he knows all, you know, he's mm-hmm. the great and mighty Oz. And how do we know all of this is true, Jody? We've seen it time and time again where yeah. Trump's own staffers have to contravene Trump's tweets later on in the day after he makes a phenomenal ass of himself, whether it's like about sanctions or whether it's about uh, transgender soldiers in the military. You know, he says something on Twitter, just spouts off because Steve Ducey or Brian Kilmeade has given him some little bit of stupid and then he's got to repeat that as if it's his own. He doesn't even most of the time he doesn't even give them credit when he's shouting at the TV through Twitter, of course. And then it, he'll take that over the actual word of his handpicked, quote unquote, best people. He's got the best people. He's hired the best people, according to him. But he doesn't want to hear anything they have to say. Right. Now, so what's the point? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> here's some facts, Mr. President. But I mean, here's a case where he actually did listen to some of his people. And in this case, the person was John Dowd. And John Dowd was trying to explain to Donald Trump that Ty Cobb and Donald Trump do not enjoy the attorney-client privilege, right? Right. And they're talking about this in context of Russia collusion. I mean, the Mm -hmm. big fucking deal, Russian collusion. And Trump goes, (laughs) Dowd says, yeah, you know what? You don't have attorney-client privilege with Ty Cobb. And Trump goes, Jesus, I told him a lot. Him, him meaning Ty Cobb. And of course, the, the reaction of my, when I heard this, I was like, oh my God. That is. Yeah, Mueller was on speed dial at that. He was on speed dial with Ty Cobb in about two seconds. Yeah. I mean, Jesus, this is so revealing and such a loaded uh-huh. statement. Jesus, he said, I told him a lot. Let's parse this statement for a second. Trump said that he told Ty Cobb a lot, a lot about what russia collusion if there was no collusion there'd be nothing to tell ty cobb but exactly but this is what donald trump admits to uh, john dowd and the other thing is the other big detail in this story is that yeah and, and this is something john dowd told donald trump about ty cobb ty cobb can be subpoenaed to testify in front of the grand jury in this case with donald trump and russia and trump and russia this is this is going to be a real thing. Oh yeah. I mean, it's a. I would be very very shocked. Very, as Trump likes to say, very very very. I'd be very shocked if be uh, tremendously shocked. Tre- tremendously shocked. Tremendously big. Tremendously wet. It's tremendously big and <laughs> tremendously wet. God. Oh my God. This guy. This insufferable ghoul. Jesus. I'm just waiting to find out the news as to whether or not Ty Cobb was subpoenaed and actually did testify about all the things that Donald Trump told him about Russia and collusion. I mean, this is pretty close to hard evidence as you're going to get when it comes to the mm-hmm. Bob Woodward book. I mean, there's no, yeah. it, you know, everyone's trying to, at least on the, the red hat side, everyone's trying to label Bob Woodward as just being some hack who writes tell all <laughs> books. Bob Woodward's not a hack. Bob Woodward's very, very careful. I mean, he's written at least one book about every administration, and that book becomes 
basically, I mean, if you look at the news stories as being the first drafts of history, this would be like the second major, major draft. Like this is a, this is the draft that they hand around to, uh, to textbooks and say, okay, you start here. <laughs> Start here right. with Bob Woodward. Oh, and maybe some of these news articles, too. But mainly this Bob Woodward book. You're writing the history of the Trump administration. This is going to be the starting point, basically. Mm-hmm. Well, be every- he's got tapes. He recorded every conversation he yep. had. So it's like, go ahead and sue him. Good luck with that. Yeah, and the, here's the thing. I mean, he's not going to be able to use the tapes to back himself up because then that would expose his sources because you'd hear the, right. the person's voice on the tape. So don't expect to hear tapes. But if, but if Trump sues him for libel, yeah. that goes into court. Exactly right. Exactly right. Which, by the way, going back to Stormy Daniels for a second, it's so hilarious that Trump and Michael Cohen want to basically settle with Stormy Daniels and give her everything she wants because now when they're faced with testimony, when they're faced with Donald Trump having to testify under oath and to be deposed, then they go, oh shit, oh shit, we got to run away from this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just these cowards, these sniveling goddamn cowards. Trump is the biggest coward of them all. I, I just, agree. I mean, for God's sake, this story today, or it's not really a story, it's a pair of tweets. Trump absolutely 1,000% surpassed his own fuckery today. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you put a, a scale of Donald Trump fuckery, you're going to see some of the uh, stories rise to the surface. Charlottesville comes to mind, uh, saying that John McCain is not a hero because he got caught. That comes to mind. Grab him by the pussy. That comes to mind. You know, the greatest hits. I mean, we've got <laughs> thousands and thousands of, uh, of lies and horrible remarks to choose from. Well, some of these are the ones that rise above the rest as being significant. This has got to be right there with uh, the rest of these uh, really big ones, Jody. Mm -hmm. And this is uh, Trump's pair of tweets regarding Puerto Rico. Um, I don't even know where to start with this other than to say, you know, this is the sort of thing that Alex Jones and Dan Badandi and all the rest. Uh, we all know those of you who are just joining the show. This is Dan Badandi. Prime Minister Benjamin Yatenhu. Right. He's a... uh, He's one of the go- yeah. He's one of the goons who hang out with uh, Alex Jones and does you know screams false flag at various press conferences after uh, mass shootings and other things like that. Uh, so they're they've been going around screaming about how the Sandy Hook kids d- didn't actually die because they were actors and they're, they're, mm-hmm. th- these children, twenty of them, weren't killed. I mean, it's just like the most ghoulish thing you possibly say, especially within earshot of all of their parents and family members. Oh, yeah, your six-year-old kindergartner wasn't killed brutally, you know. Sorry, sorry, your, your child didn't exist. Well, this is Donald Trump now saying this, yep. but not just about 20 kindergartners. He's talking about 3,000 Americans in fucking Puerto Rico. Three thousand. He says here 3,000 people did not die in the two hurricanes that hit Puerto Rico. He said, when I left the island after the storm had hit, they had anywhere from six to 18 deaths. As time went by, it did not go up by much. Then, a long time later, they started to report really large numbers, like 3,000. This was done by the Democrats in order to make me look as bad as possible when I was successfully raising billions of dollars to help Puerto Rico. If a person died for any reason, like old age, just add them onto the list. Bad politics. I love Puerto Rico. Wow. I, I can't. I, I, it's just. Yeah. He's literally dancing on their graves. Yeah. I don't think they realize. I don't think the Red Hats or maybe even Trump himself 
actually realize that that Puerto Rico is an American territory and the people who live mm-hmm. there are American citizens. I mean, you know, I guess it's not surprising when you uh, throw into the mix the fact that uh, Russia physically attacked, for example, Rush, Russia mm-hmm. physically attacked our diplomatic State Department employees in both Cuba and China uh, mm-hmm. with these uh, microwave weapons causing brain damage and all kinds of other damage to these people. A physical damage. This is a physical attack. They might as well have been shot, right? And the, the Trump administration says effing nothing. Zilch. Right. I mean, there is now a physical attack component to Russia's war against the United States. And they're saying nothing. So it's no wonder Donald Trump refuses to acknowledge 3,000 people dying. I mean, can you imagine if after Benghazi, Barack Obama said, hey, you know what? Four people didn't die in Benghazi. No, they didn't. They never died. I, 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 well, or George W. Bush denying people died on 9-11. Or 9-11, exactly right. Oh, no, 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 those people didn't die. You know, it's just a hoax to make me look bad because it happened on my right. watch. Right. <sighs> This is so utterly ghoulish. I mean, Alex Jones is in the middle of a fight for his life right now, for a fight for his financial future, because he's gone around just shitting all over the memories of the Sandy Hook children. Mm-hmm. Because now the Sandy Hook families are suing Alex Jones Good. over his uh, ridiculous and heartless and just, there's no other word I can come up with other than to call him ghoulish. Mm-hmm. These ghoulish remarks about the Sandy Hook children. Now, Donald Trump is even worse than Alex goddamn Jones. Well, and, and the fact of the matter is Alex Jones is just a private citizen railing about this. This is the president of the United States saying yeah. this. And so... Uh, yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's way worse than, um, than any other thing. Mm-hmm. Well, meanwhile, making matters worse, I mean, you, you talk about... Donald Trump getting away with this shit. Well, the only reason he gets away with it is because of the spineless, gutless bastards, the congressional Republicans on the Hill, especially Paul Ryan. And, you know, that's our Paul Ryan music. Thank you very much. Paul Ryan said today in response, casualties don't make a person look bad. So I have no reason to dispute these numbers, he said. It's an isolated island that lost its infrastructure and power for a long time. Wow, such leadership in the uh, Republican Party, huh? These are such heroes. Tough talking. Not on their watch. You you expect them to say, well, not on my watch will these people be be killed by a natural disaster. I mean, I'm not going to allow this to happen. But of course, they just, oh, I I don't know. I mean, I I thought the Republican Party, they were supposed to be these guys who just don't take any shit. And they're just like, ah, you know, and they they just they stand up for their principles and they don't they don't waver. But this guy, not this one, yeah, not anymore. I mean, they're letting this president get away with absolute murder. I mean, almost literally. I, you know, yeah. not even you know, going back to nine eleven. Not even the most radical nine eleven truther has ever declared that the death toll was faked. Right. But but I mean, here's Donald Trump. It's been faked. Three thousand people dead on the island of Puerto Rico, and Donald Trump says it's the Democrats. It's a hoax. Well, and, he, and it, it's like, okay, guys, when this first happened, I knew that the death toll would be upwards of a thousand. I didn't, I was hoping no more than a 
you know, 1,200 people. Yeah. But I knew it was going to be around there because of the devastation. You could just look at the devastation and go, yeah, this is not 16 or 64 people or whatever. Yeah. It was going to be in the thousands no matter what. And for him to go, well, they didn't die during the hurricane. Well, I'm sorry, when you lose power and you can't get access to water or food and you've been injured, you can't get to a hospital, that is a result of the hurricane. Yeah, yeah. It really is. And you know what? Look, I'm not necessarily blaming Donald Trump for all of these deaths. Obviously, you can't logically make that leap. But I think he's responsible for ignoring and Mm -hmm. and deprioritizing relief for Puerto Rico because uh, for the obvious reasons, which is that one, Puerto Rico doesn't have any electoral votes. And two, they don't really like Donald Trump there anyway. Right. You know, even if they did have electoral votes, they wouldn't give their electoral votes to Donald Trump. People would right. mostly vote against Donald Trump in Puerto Rico, even without those two hurricanes and even without his disastrous response, his insulting uh, a visit there where he's hurling paper towels at their faces, for God's sake. I mean, there, yeah. I just I, I rewind to Hurricane Katrina, which is right around the time I first started blogging in a serious way for the Huffington Post. And I remember the degree of outrage at that time because of just a couple of pictures of George W. Bush. There was one picture of George W. Bush holding an acoustic guitar uh, at some event while the levees were bursting. So Donald Trump is there playing, literally fiddling while the levees were breaking in New Orleans. And then there's another picture where he's on this uh, airport tarmac outside Air Force One handing John McCain a birthday cake. Right. And they're celebrating John McCain's birthday there on the tarmac again while New Orleans is rapidly flooding and people are dying. You know, the Superdome is going to hell. And and now we have this picture, we have this video of Donald Trump not only hurling paper towels at <laughs> Uh, Puerto Rican citizens who are waiting for, uh, I mean, residents of Puerto Rico who are American citizens waiting for relief from their president and not getting it. And then you fast forward uh, about a year and hear Donald Trump saying, oh, yeah, by the way, your loved ones, uh, your friends and family who were killed in that hurricane, that didn't really die. You're you're lying. Didn't didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Big. It's a big game. It's a big prank. Just wait, waiting for uh, uh, Alan Funt to show up or whatever. You know, it's just like, <laughs> nice reference there with Alan Funt. Wow, yeah, kids, which, look it up. <laughs> no one's going to understand that <laughs> reference, anyone who was born after 1980. So, but Al- <laughs> see, Alan Funt started the reality show thing by doing a show called Candid Camera. It was a, he did. Yeah, it was a hidden camera prank show. And, mm-hmm. and so see how that connects. Anyway, um, meanwhile, <laughs> you know, Trump gave himself an A plus for his response to uh, Hurricane Maria and uh, uh, the disaster in Puerto Rico. An A plus, this uh-huh. guy. You know, what's fascinating is all at once he's trying to rehabilitate his image with regard to his natural disaster response, where he's really trying hard to seem like he's on top of the thing with Hurricane Florence. Like, you know, he had the maps in the Oval Office yesterday and did lots of videos, and and there was lots of photo ops of him trying to pay attention. In fact, one of the things that he said, he made sure that, you know, he could talk fluently about what the hurricane was all about, in which he said, It's tremendously big and tremendously wet. Right, like an expert. Yes, because uh, hurricanes are, are, they have wet. Yeah, they're, they're big and, and they're, they're wet. wet. Just like his goddamn mouth. Everything about him is just like, seriously, people still follow him after listening to him talk? <laughs> this is like, uh, uh, Mr. President, uh, can you describe your diapers, please? It's tremendously big and tremendously <laughs> wet. <laughs> 
<laughs> See, that was mean, Bob. That yeah, was mean. I, I know, but you know what? It's Jody Day on the show, and, and you know what happens when Jody's on the show? I I get crazy weird. In fact, you know what? That happened kind of on the Stephanie Miller show on Tuesday, didn't it? Didn't things yes, get weird on the Stephanie Miller show when you were on? And I'm sitting here going, and I'm listening to uh, uh, Stephanie and Travis bickering back and forth on yes. the show with you sitting there, and I'm going, "Well, this is not surprising. It's Jody, Jody on the show. Jo- when Jody's on the show, things get weird." I don't know what it is about me, but it's got to be me. I, I don't know either. And I'm trying, you know what? I'm desperately trying to figure why do I get so weird when Jody's on the sh- I have no idea. But, uh, but anyway, so uh, Donald Trump described his diaper today. It's tremendously big and tremendously wet. <laughs> He's just, he said, I need someone to change it. Where's Rob Porter? Well, oh, Rob Porter's not here anymore. <laughs> No, he's. Oh my he's God! Not. Well, he said here on Twitter yesterday, uh, we, we got A pluses, and of course he doesn't. He doesn't write A plus like normal people do with an A and then a plus. He writes mm-hmm. writes it out all you know capital letters A pluses for our recent hurricane work in Texas and Florida, and and did an unappreciated great job in Puerto Rico, even though an inaccessible island with very poor electricity and a totally incompetent mayor of San Juan. This is such a... As if it's a mayor's fault for an entire island, first off. Secondly, um, it's just an island. It's not that far off the mainland. We can get Navy ships there. Yeah, I mean, remember in 1962, I believe, we airdropped food and supplies into communist East Germany yes, so that you. the people living in, uh, in in West Berlin, which was basically inside East Germany, could mm-hmm. get food and supplies. Mm-hmm. We were able to do this in, in 1962. There's no reason why we couldn't get su- supplies and aid to a place that is an island not too far off the coast of the mainland of the United States. This and is it's n- friendly. It's not like it's communist Germany. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> but it's like Donald Trump is just so intimidated by the water. There's too much water. It's surrounded by big water. It's tremendously wet, and all of the water, all of that water is wet. And so it's like, what, what is he, the wicked witch? Just get, get, get me away from the water. Or is he, he's like a gremlin or, so, or like a mogwai. If you get Donald Trump <laughs> wet, he's going to start multiplying into multiple Donald Trumps. Yeah, we don't Trumps want that. Something. We definitely don't want that. Yes, by all means, and do not feed him after midnight. Otherwise, no. otherwise no. it's a long day of tweeting the next day, if you know what I mean. Yes. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so tremendously big and tremendously wet. He's such a smart, smart guy. It's tremendously big and tremendously wet. Thank you for such insight, Mr. President. So glad that we have uh, this uh, president sitting in the Oval Office to explain things to us in ways that will enlighten our understanding of, oh, God, well, what am I, what the hell? Who am I talking about here? Uh, (laughs) This is just... uh, Yeah, I know. Well, here's, hey, I've got an idea for you. Yesterday on the uh, interview show, I was talking to Jen Kirkman. She was talking about uh, taking a bath with Epsom salts. If you're, if you have some big uh, event that you have to go to and you want to fit into your jeans and you just want to lose a couple of, just a couple of, maybe an inch around your waistline so that you can fit into your jeans, take a bath in Epsom salts. It'll suck all the, uh, the water out of your body. Uh, Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, because all that water in your body. It's tremendously big and tremendously (laughs) wet. Sucks the water right out of your body. Uh, huh. and, and you know what else I do when I'm in the uh, in the shower? 
is I bring my my Harry's razor because like a lot of guys, I've got I'm developing hair at 47 years old. I'm developing hair in weird places. <laughs> at, at where I don't want there to be hair. So what I do is I bring my Harry's razor into the shower. And this led me to believe that if you're a woman and you want to shave your legs or your armpits and you do that sort of thing, you can also use Harry's razors. And I do that. I do. I don't shave my, my legs and my armpits, but, you know, my back. What can I say? I know that's... I, it's, sorry, it is really too much information. I, yeah, I know. Gross. But, but it happens. Does Kimberly help you with that? She should help you in the shower. No, that. no, I don't. You know, I, I'm not, I'm no saint, but I don't make her shave my back for me. No, I don't do that, Jody Hamilton. But this is a, I'm a longtime Harry's Razor fan. I love my Harry's Razor. It's super comfortable in my hand and on my face and in some cases on my back. And it's the closest shave imaginable. I can't. I can't believe what I reveal on this show. See again. I knew it's amazing. I'm blaming Jody Hamilton. Uh, <laughs> the guys who founded Harry's were fed up with high-priced razors with silly and unnecessary features. They knew it comes down to great blades made with sharp, durable steel that lasts. And that's why they bought a factory that's been making some of the world's highest quality blades for nearly a hundred years. If you don't love your Harry's shave. Let Harry's know within 30 days, and they'll give you a full refund. Right now, you can get a trial gift set valued at 13 bucks as part of a special offer to my listeners. It includes everything you need for a clean, uh, close, comfortable shave. Harry's weighted ergonomic handle, a five-blade razor with lubricating strip, the trimmer blade, which I love. It gets that little space right below my nostrils, right to where my upper lip meets my nostrils. And, uh, and a travel cover and Harry's rich lathering, great smelling shave gel. My listeners can redeem their trial set at harrys.com slash B-O-B-C. Go to harrys.com slash B-O-B-C. Write that down. Remember, it. you can do it while you're listening to the show. harrys.com slash B-O-B-C to help support the show and let them know that I sent you. Thank you for doing that. The Bob Seska Show. The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Yeah, welcome back to our Thursday show. Jody's here. Come around to my And I'm being weird. I don't know why. <laughs> you know, I'm beginning to think that Americans are too dumb to live. <laughs> this, is where, <laughs> this is where I am today. It's like, oh, God. I watched you, that. You've become Chez. You're just depressed now. What is going on? I here? know. Like he used to be. You were the happy, clappy guy. Now I have to be Bob Seska. Yeah, you know what? I'm not the happy, clappy guy anymore. Buzz is. Buzz takes over the role <laughs> of the happy, clappy guy in the show. Buzz keeps the the uh, the show centered, and I'm just, you know, I guess I'm channeling Chez. I guess that that was you are. must be what it is because wasn't it Eeyore that he was doing? Was that it? <laughs> yes, Chez was definitely Eeyore. Hello. And uh, and so you know. I feel like I'm just observing things this week and feeling very misanthropic, uh, yeah. nihilistic in some cases. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I mean, this woman uh, on the North Carolina coast told a news reporter that she's not evacuating with her kids because there's strength in numbers. There's strength in numbers. These people what? are goddamn stupid. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I, does she think that they're going to be able to put their hands up and push the hurricane away? I mean, or put? do they have like umbrellas that they think they can put in front of them and push them away or the plywood? I, I mean, it's just the stupidest 
stupidest thing. Yeah, what they're going to do is they're going to put on their MAGA hats. They're going to put on their red hats and, and say, lock her up. And by her, they mean Florence. Lock, yeah. lock, lock her up. Lock up Hurricane Florence. So don't, the, she won't come here and ruin our house. That was, a, that was a very funny line that was an ad lib line in a short that I did with my sister years ago. John Cryer played the director of this fake documentary. Mm-hmm. And at one point, it was very windy. And he did, Carrie wrote like two pages for him and he did 12 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. And one of his lines that he just threw in, it was windy and you could hear it. And he goes, Hey, uh, it sounds like the Philippine army is coming in here. Can we just uh, lock down the wind? <laughs> Jesus God. Yeah. Oh man. What I have a, you know I have a, I keep forgetting I have a rim shot now. Oh, nice. Yeah. That was nice. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> so, so not only does this, these people think that they're you know they don't have to evacuate because there are strength in numbers, That's but right. you know it, it doesn't help when you got guys like Franklin Graham going around talking to the people of the Carolinas and saying to them that God is not mad at you. Like, this is something I guess people in the United States have to hear, that when a hurricane is bearing down on their homes and their livelihoods, uh, they have to hear that it's not because God is mad at them. It's just the weather. This is something uh, that, that Americans have to be reassured of. That oh, right. they, they look at the thing, and they look at the map, and they look at the weather report, and they see the cone and the phallus-shaped thing. Did you see that map, the one map? Yes. What were lo- they thinking? It looks like a dick, and that the dick is fucking the coastline of the United States. And it's just, I'm looking at this going, oh, this is a funny, funny Photoshop. Someone Photoshopped in a penis into this map no. to make it. That's the actual map. Right. <laughs> God. Didn't they look at this and go, Hmm, maybe we don't want to circulate this. Do we want to send this out publicly? I think maybe we should think again on that front. Uh, but no. But ne- nevertheless, so they're looking at this and they're going, Jesus Christ, this huge, huge hurricane. The president's warning us to run for the hills or whatever the president's saying. And we need to, you know, batten down the hatches and make sure, you know, we have strength in numbers. You know why? Because God's mad at us. <laughs> this is the most insane thing in the world and and so then franklin graham has to go out and say oh you know what no 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 god's not right. mad god's not mad at you carolinas god's mad at the gays you know that's right. who it's that's the who gays god, yeah it's hollywood it's uh it's all the, the baby liberals. the baby killers all the uh, right. abortion doctors that's who he's mad he's not mad at because there are no gay people or people who get abortions in the carolinas oh um, no 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 but you know it just makes me think of just like putting the word out that oh yeah no god is mad at these people and god because god told me and so, you know, and I'm just waiting. I want to put that out on Twitter because I want to see what people have to say to that. Well, how do you know that God? Well, how do you well, know they voted that he's for not? Trump? Didn't they? <laughs> people come to me. Well, how do you know that God is mad at the Carolinas? And I, I say to them, Well, how do you know that he's not mad? Pro- mm-hmm. pro- prove to me that God is not mad at the Carolinas. Well, uh, I mean, it is funny. It's like, oh, do you like remember when Wolf Blitzer? Uh, interviewed that one woman and are, are you thanking God for this? And she just looked at him and said, I'm an atheist. <laughs> right. Cause it was a tornado or something and it missed her house or something. And are you thanking God? No, no, no it's just nature. I got no, lucky. Yeah. has nothing no, to do with sorry. God. Yeah. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see. Just, it was that God was not mad at her. If God was right. mad, then God would have moved the tornado. God, see, God well, has, mean, God has weather weapons, Jody Hamilton. Like he's got I like know. Tiny, tiny, tiny airplanes and helicopters <laughs> to move, move the hurricanes right toward the places where all the sodomites and the abortion doctors live. Right. Right. By, by the way, the Sandy Hook kids never existed. True. Uh, 
This is who our president is mimicking these days. Alex Jones. Yeah. God damn it. It's frightening. Uh, God damn it. I know. I know. Um, so, uh, so frankly, Graham told the Carolinas, God is not mad at you. Well, thank God we've got that settled, right? Um, and then adding to my misanthropy today, uh, believing that Americans are too dumb to live, that Chris Hayes panel last night. Let me, I saw some of it. I didn't see all of it, so I don't <laughs> want to watch it now. I feel like uh, it was a race last night on Twitter to see which person was going to put a gun in their mouth first, me or Charlie Pierce. It's just like, <laughs> oh, what is going on here? I'm like, I mean, I felt like kind of channeling Trump a little bit last night. I was like yelling at my TV. You know, the kids are all well-meaning, and I don't mean to come down on the, the kids, you know, because I'm an right. old guy. I'm an old fogey who has to shave his back every, uh, every other day. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and and so I, I understand that. I understand that I'm out of touch with all the, the youth, but <laughs> these kids are on this panel last night. One of them saying, well, you know what? I mean, none of the candidates inspire me. I, I just want to oh, vote for God. someone who inspires me. And I'm sitting there just, I ran into the room and I start, I broke out my sound effects board. I'm just like, no, 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 no. And then I just threw in one of these. Shut the hell up. Thank you, Keith Olbermann. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the priority when we're, ele- I don't know where this came from, that we have to be inspired by whoever candidate, like, oh, that, that candidate for comptroller isn't giving me a raging boner. <laughs> yeah, the like- dog catcher guy, I don't like him. <laughs> Yeah, they're right. The guy running for register of wills, I'm not feeling turgid enough in my bathing suit area. <laughs> I don't have the uh, Chris Matthews tingle up my leg. <laughs> That's right. Now, it shouldn't come down to that. No. You vote. See, somehow, I guess maybe reality television, maybe the echo chambers of social media or something has led children to believe. <laughs> referring to these are college students. I'm referring to them as children. Has, this, well, you know, <laughs> led if chil- the age fits. Right. It's, it's led children to misprioritize what it means to actually choose our elected officials the number one thing the number one priority that we need to look at with our elected officials is of course competence you want them to be competent i think that is the main priority when we're talking about voting it's not about who knocks your socks off it's about who can do the job better than the other person which candidate can do a better job in this particular position and then you go down the list uh what's their position on the issues uh is there anything that's going to disqualify them for office that we should maybe think about you know there's a there's a list of things i wouldn't even put um whether they're inspirational i wouldn't put that even in the top five that shouldn't be a consideration. I know that it is now, and that's become a thing. You know, I know I saw some people online saying, well, Barack Obama kind of you know, had that whole inspirational thing going. And, and yeah, but you know what? Barack Obama was kind of an exception. John Kennedy probably had that too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Bobby Kennedy, certainly, um, because they were inspirational people in general. Yeah, people. But yeah, that shouldn't be... People. That shouldn't be... People with the Papadopoulos. Um, <laughs> that shouldn't be the number one thing, because charisma is great but it's not i don't care you can be yeah. the most boring human being on the planet if you know what you're doing and i agree with your ideology most of the way mm-hmm. uh, you're getting my vote yeah well you know what the good news was that chris hayes actually corrected the person on the 
inspiration front. He's like, I don't think inspiration comes into consideration here. We're talking about Flint, Michigan, where you're being poisoned to death. I right, mean, yeah, he was in Michigan, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he's like Rick Snyder took over the town of Michigan, or the town of Flint, Michigan, and basically, you know, people are dying and people are getting mm-hmm. horrible diseases and horrible side effects from the lead in the water, the terrible Flint water. And you're worried about whether or not someone can reach down your pants and rapidly jerk you off real quick while you walk into the voting booth. You know, this is like, what the fuck are you thinking of? I know. I know. Just goddamn stupidity. And and you know what? I just, I can't blame them because this wraps into the, my whole gripe about the red hats, about all of these Americans being so misled. And I was referring to them as diseducated. Not uneducated, like not that. miseducated, but diseducated, where they're actually getting the wrong information and walking right. around with the wrong takeaways because the Republicans or the conservative movement specifically throughout the last 50 years have been infiltrating government down to the school board level where they've overtaken yep. you know, all these state governments. Like if they've got a majority of state governments under their control. Mm-hmm. They've got the school boards, and so they're rewriting curriculum and rewriting mm-hmm. textbooks so that all of this shit that kids should be learning, uh, they're not learning. And I'm talking about Democrats. I'm talking about Republicans. I'm talking about every point in between. Uh, well, I, I, Tom Hartman mentioned that when his kids were going to school in Georgia yeah. uh, in the 80s, that they came home and they were talking about the Civil War as the War of Northern Aggression. Oh, my God. Oh and he's like, God. "What are you talking about?" And they're like, "Well, that's what we've been taught." And he's like, "No, they what were are you taught. About? They were taught the lost cause mythology. That's uh-huh. just well, you know what? <laughs> While it was horrendously wrong and racist, the lost cause, mm-hmm. it, it it's at least history. I mean, it does right. exist. I mean, it is a thing, and at least they know, know about it. But they believe it's true, and that's the problem. That's well. That's, I mean, he he reeducated dis- his children. I mean, he right. got them the right information, saying no, no, no. It was about slavery. It yeah. wasn't about economics. It wasn't all of that stuff that you're apparently learning because the textbooks. Most textbooks are made in Texas, <laughs> right? The country. Yeah, and and that's what I mean by diseducation. You mm-hmm. know, being taught the lost cause myth about the war mm-hmm. of northern aggression. Such bullshit. or intelligent design being taught in a science class and not in a religious studies class. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is basically years and years of a war against education coming home to roost, where we now have 60 million Americans, at least on the Republican side, who are suspicious of expertise and who believe in entertainment network over actual hard news. These people are just as stubbornly ignorant, willfully stubbornly ignorant as Donald Trump himself. Mm-hmm. There, I mean, there. As I was saying earlier, there are sixty million people plus one, and the one is Donald Trump. It's, they're all <laughs> in the same boat. And then sometimes, you know, you look at the some younger people on the left at, who say that inspiration is the number one thing they're looking for in a candidate, or another person on this panel saying, you know, I'm running for office in November. I'm on the ballot, but I might not vote for people I don't like. Ugh. I was like, no. No, this is I like, just want to punch them. Yeah, I, I get to start feeling like uh, uh, Clint Howard in, in Parenthood. No! You got this thing <laughs> out there! And it's just like, that was just me screaming at the television last night. As Kimberly Johnson, I was just, she's like, oh my God, what's wrong with Bob? <laughs> like, <laughs> what about Bob? Yeah, I know, um, because yeah. I was just in rare form last night yelling at the television. I just get like red-faced and it just... 
it it irritates me so much when I see on display on national television this this education and there's nothing really there's no real easy fix there's no way and i think that's part of my frustration that's why i start yelling at the tv because i know that there is no dial that you can turn to amplify the level of education or anything like that other than to take a long view approach by retaking school boards and retaking uh, state government so we can correct all of this disinformation that's been going on, this diseducation. Well, I mean, uh, somebody called in to Stephanie's show on Tuesday and said that some of the young people that she spoke to decided not to register to vote because they don't want to serve on a jury. Oh, my God. And now not every state does that. I know California gets its uh, jury uh, information, I believe, just from voter rolls. But there's so many of us that it's okay. Yeah. A lot of other states, it's as soon as you get a driver's license, you're you're in the jury pool. Mm-hmm. I think it should be everybody, no matter what, um, just because that's how it's supposed to be. But um, it's like, seriously, you don't want to sit on a jury so you're not willing to vote? <laughs> yeah. You'd be happy we still have juries. Well, I mean, the other thing is, too, that it's, you know, if you really are put out by serving jury duty, there are ways to get out of serving jury duty. Uh, Uh, Yeah, every state is different. California now, it's kind of required at least one day. Um, You have to call in for a week, and if you have to show up, you show up one day, and nine times out of ten, you're excused before even getting into a courtroom. Yeah, so, you know, and and both times, I've actually used the excuse that I run my own business, and both of those times... You could... Yeah, you I could w- hear for a while. You can't use do that anymore. Right, right. Well, I was able to do it in Pennsylvania twice. <laughs> so well, no, I, mean, I, I did it here. Tw- I did it here several times, and then once they made it one day service required, mm-hmm. then uh, then the excuse would be like, I can't sit on a jury, but I can come to jury duty day. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you could get out of it if the jury trial was going to take longer than a day or two. Uh-huh. Um, if they if they said oh, okay, it's going to be two weeks. Like I got out of it once because. My boss didn't wasn't going to pay me. Right, right. God while damn While I was on jury duty, and I'm it's like, horrible. I can't, I can't do both. I can't. I have, you know, if this is going to be longer than a week, I certainly can't sit on a jury. And they let me go. By the way, here was me last night yelling at the TV. No, he has no business be out there. No business. No business. God damn it! All right, we're going to take one last break and come back with more show. George W. Bush's rehabilitation is over. We're going to get into that next. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob 
This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Welcome back to the show today. By the way, make sure to go shopping through our Amazon link. Buy the Bob Woodward book if you want to. If you want to wait a while to get it. <laughs> Shit, I'm not doing a good job of selling the uh, Amazon link. Make sure to go to BobSeska.com and click the all caps Amazon link just beneath the logo. It takes you right to the front page of Amazon.com. And you can go shopping for whatever the hell you want, as per usual, right? But we get a small commission for everything you buy, right? Or for some of the things you purchase, we get a commission from that. So thank you for doing that. Really, really appreciate that. It's, it's basically add that to your routine when you go shopping at Amazon. Instead of typing in Amazon.com, just go to BobSeska.com instead and just add one more click to your endeavor, right? Everyone can handle one more click, right? Hit the uh, all caps Amazon link and, and just do, do your thing. Do your thing over there. Okay, uh, do that thing going around over there, over there on the Amazon side. See, I'm suddenly breaking into a, a George H.W. Bush impression when I'm about to talk about <laughs> George W. Bush. Um, by the way, for those of you who don't remember how stupid George W. Bush was, I, I know that this is he's on the, this big uh, rehabilitation thing because compared to Trump, he's like yeah. he's like Einstein. He's like Stephen Hawking or something like that. But George W. Bush was still pretty fucking stupid. Here's a good example. Mr. President, you've been a governor and a president, so you have a unique experience looking at it from two directions. What do you think tribal sovereignty means in the, in the 21st century? And how do we resolve conflicts between tribes and the federal and state governments? Yeah. Uh, tribal sovereignty means that. It's sovereign. It's, you, you're a, you're a, you've been given sovereignty, and you're <laughs> viewed as a sovereign entity. <laughs> And therefore, the relationship between the federal government and tribes is one between sovereign entities. Yeah. <laughs> what an idiot. You know, you know, irony is something that is ironic. In, uh, you know, right. Ironically, it's very ironic, the irony of it all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's, here's, uh, it's like a little kid trying to pass his vocabulary test and doesn't know the meaning of the word. I love it. <laughs> right. Or, uh, in other words... It's tremendously big and tremendously wet. <laughs> I mean, we didn't really evolve much between the two. We de-evolved. I mean, it's really been a de-evolution from Dan Quayle on down to Trump, hasn't it? It has. I mean, it, it, Trump just needs a thesaurus at this point. Actually, some people would include Reagan in that list. Reagan in the de-evolution. Yeah. Like, Ray, first you start at Reagan, and then it gets dumber from there. So it's Reagan... But Reagan Quayle. literally had a brain disease, so that is <laughs> he had Alzheimer's. Actually, yes, but Reagan so. has Reagan's the only one of the group that has an excuse, has like an, mm -hmm. a, a note from his doctor. You can't really call me dumb because I had a thing, and right. here's a here's a note from my doctor saying Alzheimer's, and you know, shut the fuck up. And right. but then, but you can really then start from Dan Quayle. So go, go Dan mm -hmm. Quayle, George W. Bush, Sarah Palin, Donald Trump. Yeah. It's like, you know, you can chart it like they do with the evolution charts. So the, the, you know, the ape turning into the human slowly while you do it. Backwards. Or like hurricanes fucking the Carolinas. <laughs> right, exactly. Big and big and wet. Tremendously big and tremendously <laughs> wet. Tremendously big and tremendously wet. 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 He's got to understand. He got to really emphasize wet. 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 Like he's doing, he's like, he's really emphasizing two these days when he says two. He right. goes two. Two. Right. Like he's hawking a luger. Like, it's like so gross. <laughs> President's just a, gross. He's just a gross human being. Okay, so I was talking about George W. Bush. Mm -hmm. uh, he is now touring uh, the country, uh, fundraising for Republicans, uh, re-election for Republicans across the country. So basically, George W. Bush is campaigning so that there will be no checks and balances on Donald Trump. Right. 
You know, I was under the impression, uh, obviously <laughs> mistaken impression, that the Bushes hated Donald Trump. Yeah. Because of what... This isn't about him. This is about passing more tax cuts and yeah. deregulation and privatizing Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid. And, and that's what that's about because that's what Congress can do. Yeah. It's not about Trump so much as it, it's, it's about that horrid agenda. Yeah. Now, it could be... I may have to dig into some of the campaigns he's going to be stumping for. Uh, and maybe these are campaigns that are in safe districts, so it's not going to matter anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that that may absolutely be the case. But the fact of the matter is that it was up to basically we can the takeaway from this story that George W. Bush is campaigning for Republicans running for reelection in the House or running for the first time for the House mm-hmm. uh, that George W. Bush is okay with the House of Representatives mm-hmm. remaining Republican and therefore mm-hmm. offering a rubber stamp. And in fact, mm-hmm. not just any rubber stamp. But a corrupt and illegal rubber stamp in the cases mm-hmm. of like Devin Nunes and some of the other Republicans right. who are very clearly compromised by Russia mm-hmm. and who are doing the direct work of the Kremlin. Right. I and, agree. And, and by the way, I didn't see all of it, so I'm not sure if this was brought up. But one of the things that predisposed me to being uh, irritated with the Chris Hayes panel last night in Michigan was I knew they were going to kind of try to circumvent the whole Russia thing. By saying, you know, economic anxiety and all this shit about people who yeah, voted yeah. against uh, Hillary Clinton and so on. And and it's not, it's yeah, it's that, but it was economic anxiety drilled in their head by Russian propaganda. Mm-hmm. That's the unspoken other level to all of this that they never quite get around to. Well, meanwhile, Trump and Manafort have a mutual protection agreement, which I thought <laughs> was illegal. I mean, isn't this... I mean, is it not illegal for the president's lawyers to be talking to Manafort's lawyers and working out some deal where as long as Manafort doesn't start cooperating and turning in uh, uh, Donald Trump and and, and blabbing all kinds of uh, information about Trump's corruption and so on in exchange for Donald Trump pardoning Manafort? Isn't that supposed to be illegal? Didn't we hear that? that It sounds like witness tampering. Yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like. And just because Trump isn't speaking directly to Manafort, because Manafort, of course, is in jail, mm-hmm. uh, how, why is it then okay to have their, their attorneys talk to each other? I don't, I don't understand I don't this. see. I mean, it, to me, it would be a conflict of interest for that. Yeah. So Giuliani confirmed that Trump's lawyers and Manafort's lawyers have been in regular contact and that they are part of a joint defense agreement that allows confidential information sharing. All during the investigation, we have an open communication with them, he's, Rudy said. Defense lawyers talk to each other all the time, where as long as our clients authorize it, therefore we have a better idea of what's going to happen. That's very common. That I doesn't don't, seem legal. Hmm, does not. Does not seem legal at all. This seems like an order background as in the TV (laughs) show. That's right. Um, uh, That legal background that I have sounds like uh, it's a conflict of interest for Manafort and uh, and potential witness tampering. I mean, Mm -hmm. you've seen the mob lawyer come in to to defend somebody that is going to flip and prosecutors go, no. Yeah, no. (laughs) You know, I I don't see that being legal. Oh, it's another another obstruction of justice uh, thing that's going to be brought up potentially. Because if Giuliani's admitting to this, Mueller's going to look into the legality of it. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Manafort is in talk with Mueller's office about a possible Mm -hmm. plea deal 
just before the second trial because this second trial he's going to be even more fucked than the first trial on right. the second one because it's going to be very difficult to find a favorable jury for manafort in in the district of columbia yeah uh the negotiations by the way are not guaranteed to result in a deal uh, meanwhile, right. prosecutors submitted a list of evidence they want to present at trial, including memos showing the depth of Manafort's relationships with his Ukrainian employers. I mean, I think part of this is the fact that there's going to be lots of collusion in this right. second trial because this has more to do with his links to, uh, as, as I said, Ukraine and, and Putin himself and all these oligarchs, for God's sake. Meanwhile, we have this list of uh, suspicious money transfers following the Trump Tower meeting uh, with Donald Trump Jr., uh, and uh, Paul Manafort and Jared Kushner and a cast of a thousand other Russians. Uh, now, four federal law enforcement officials have told BuzzFeed News that investigators are focused on two bursts of transactions that bank examiners deemed suspicious, one a short time after the meeting and another immediately after the November 2016 presidential election. The first set of money transfers came just 11 days after the June 9 meeting. 11 days days uh, that's not suspicious bob i don't know why you keep, th- keep thinking these things no it's perfectly innocent yeah god told me it's totally innocent mm-hmm. and so therefore mm-hmm. i guess it is when an yep. off- <laughs> when an offshore company <laughs> controlled by eris agalarov wired more than 19.5 million dollars to his account at a bank in new york city the second flurry began shortly after Trump was elected. The Galarov family started sending what would amount to $1.2 million from their bank in Russia to an account in New Jersey controlled by the billionaire's son, pop singer Eamon Agalarov. I, I was, did I say Eris earlier? It's Eris and Eamon Agalarov. Eris is the father. Eamon is the son. Right. Uh, and the son is the, the one uh, who holds the account in New Jersey where the $1.2 million was stashed. Um, uh, the account uh, had been virtually dormant since the summer of 2015, according to records reviewed by BuzzFeed News. And bankers found it strange that activity in Eamon Agalarov's checking account surged after Trump's victory. Obviously, money laundering! <laughs> Jesus Christ, money laundering. And you know, I, I keep waiting to hear more news about that uh, property sale in Florida, in Palm Beach. Uh-huh. Where that Trump was, sold yeah, that. that's dropped off the news for a while. Yeah, oh, I, I know. I know. Very obviously money laundering. So we, oh, you know, yeah. other than this, we haven't really heard much about money laundering. So I'm glad to see that this story has popped up, at least reinvigorating the possibility that we may get charges of money laundering looped into all of this too, which I mean, they can't throw enough against the wall for Donald Trump. I mean, I've been saying forever that if Donald Trump is going to be imprisoned and Trumpism is going to be put down, burned with fire, it needs to be done in a permanent sense. It needs to be, people need to be walking around, not even wanting to name their children Donald anymore. Right. Yeah. No, like, you know, Germans don't name it, their kids Adolf. Right. There are no more Hitlers or Adolfs in, right. in Germany or anywhere else for that matter right. because of that. And the same thing, not necessarily because Trump is just like Hitler, Trump is enough like Hitler, so mm-hmm. he's not exactly like Hitler, but he's enough like Hitler that his name has to be linked with infamy and mm-hmm. and and needs to be a source of embarrassment. Like people need mm-hmm. to be running away from Donald Trump and not wanting to have any sort of links or associations with Trumpism or anything that has to do with Donald Trump forever and ever and ever. That's and mm-hmm. that I mean I, this is a it's a big ask, but that's how it's got to be. I hate to sound insane about it, like some mad prophet that this is what needs to happen, but it needs to happen. 
Yeah. Because this is a disease. This is a cancer on the United States, even more so than Nixon was or anyone else. I mean, we've had a lot of weirdos and despots in the White House, but none have been as potentially and as real-time disastrous as Donald Trump. Yep. Uh, uh, you know, just the very fact that so many people reflect his ignorance and his stubbornness is just bad enough. And then you loop, loop in all of the other shit. Jesus. Mm -hmm. and, and by the way, I just want to reemphasize again when we're talking about Russia, because we can't mention this enough, because this seems to be buried. And I don't even think Rachel was talking about this, but that U.S. intelligence officials believe that it was Russia that attacked our ambassadors at our diplomatic facilities in both Havana and in China. Right. <laughs> right. So, and again, the United States, the, did I just say United States? The United States. The United States says things about things. I think God's <laughs> mad at us. That's why I said in the hurricane. <laughs> Here comes hurricane. God is mad at us. Away, away. <laughs> See, things get weird with Jody. Um, <laughs> it's not my fault. The United States will leave sophisticated microwaves. Other electromagnetic weapons were used against government employees, which led to brain injuries. This mm -hmm. was a physical attack against the United States. Okay, I just had to mm -hmm. repeat that again. And meanwhile, uh, Ken Starr has weighed in on I all know, of this. I know. I'm agreeing with Ken Starr for once. Yeah, I mean, strange bedfellows this whole Trump yeah. thing has created, right? Uh, he said, I know Bob Mueller to be a man of integrity. I've expressed concerns about some of the people around him and some of the noise that we have seen. Of course, he's got to throw a, a, little, uh, a little biscuit over to the Trumpers about that. Of course. He said, I think it's important for the American people, all of the American people, to have confidence in the integrity of the investigation. Those issues were raised when I was on the duty station. <laughs> It does sound dirty, the duty station. Yeah, and you know what? how Trump describes his duty station? It's tremendously big and <laughs> tremendously wet. You're terrible. And they're being raised. <laughs> the, oh, God. The, uh, where do I go from here? Uh, those issues were raised when I was on the duty station. <laughs> duty station. All right. And they're being raised now with Bob Mueller. But I know him to be a man of integrity. So it's not a witch hunt, Brian Williams asked. And he said, it's definitely not a witch hunt, Starr responded. No. That is a term used by any and every politician. It was used by Bill Clinton. Mm. It was used by Nixon for sure. Yeah, well, it really was a, a witch hunt with Bill Clinton. It really was. Because that was like so, that was such, come on, consensual, two adults consenting to whatever sex they yeah, were having. Yeah, he, he lied and, about and something completely unrelated to why he was under investigation. <laughs> exactly. That's not what he was under investigation for. And yeah. it just bloomed into that thing. This is, he is under investigation for several things that looks like he did. Yeah. Trump, yeah. I mean. Uh, so, yeah, whatever. He said, uh, <laughs> he said here, it was used by the entire Clinton White House when we were doing our work from really day one. He said, there's nothing, there's nothing there. Well, there was a lot there. Oh, he was quoting the Clintons by saying, there's nothing there. And, he, and then he's mm -hmm. replying by saying, well, there was a lot there. Oh, yeah, which is why the only charge against Bill Clinton was perjury for lying mm -hmm. about getting his dick sucked by Monica Lewinsky. Right. Shocker. Yeah. There was no, no, all kinds of shit, right? Right, Mr. Mm -hmm. Starr? All right. Right. Okay. So uh, let's see what else. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One, one more thing here. Uh, and this is Brett Kavanaugh. This is a big deal. Dem the Democrats have a secret letter about Brett Kavanaugh. A, a top secret letter that they have now turned over to the FBI. That's big. If it's FBI, that's big. It's a big darn deal is what it is. 
Big Dell. Senate Democrats have referred a secret letter about Brett Kavanaugh to the FBI. Uh, the contents of the letter have been closely guarded by Senator Dianne Feinstein, the ranking member of the Senate Judiciary Committee, as well as California Representative Anna Eshoo. Eshoo, Eshoo! Who originally... Nice re- Thank you. Who received the letter and shared it with Feinstein, according to sources familiar with the matter. But whispers of what it contains have, been, have made the rounds across Capitol Hill over the past week. Attention on it burst into the public when The Intercept published a report on the rumors surrounding the letter on Wednesday. This matter has been referred to the FBI for investigation, said Dick Durbin. I've received wow. information from an, uh, uh, an individual concerning the nomination of Brett Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court. Feinstein said that individual strongly requested confidentiality, declined to come forward or press the matter further, and I have honored that decision. I have, however, referred the matter to the federal investigative authorities. Wow. Oh, goody, goody, goody. I still think this guy's not going to get confirmed. I think you're right. I think finally it's going to be Jeff Flake and, and Bob Corker and the two ladies that we've been bothering. They're oh, not yeah. going to vote for him, I think. They're finally going to go, okay, uh, now I have a good, I have cover now. Mur- and two of these guys are retiring, so it doesn't really matter. Lisa Murkowski is committing uh, political suicide if she votes uh-huh. to confirm Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah, because so Susan every, Collins, for that matter. Yeah, every native Alaskan is going to vote mm-hmm. against her. And it was mm-hmm. native Alaskans who got Murkowski elected in the first place in that write-in yep. campaign, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And and now she's going to piss off these native Alaskans because inconceivably, Brett Kavanaugh thinks the native Hawaiians and native Alaskans are not deserving of constitutional protections. Yep. It's just fucking insane. Yep. This is all, we, the whole world has gone insane. Mm-hmm. Well, let's just put it, let's put it in America. Americans have gone insane. All right, the post-mortem show is coming up next, where things are going to get even weirder. (laughs) You must listen. (laughs) Go to our Patreon page, sign up for $5 a month, that'll get you two post-mortem shows per week. If you sign up at $10 a month, you get two post-mortem shows per week, plus the Friday after party, which is where everything's happening. You want to talk about things getting weird? (laughs) They get weird on the after party. All right, take care, folks. Oh, by the way, Jody Hamilton can be found at from-the-bunker.com and from the Bunker Jr. on Twitter. Thank you, Jody. Take care, folks. Bye-bye. It's tremendously big and tremendously wet. (laughs)